The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank, news and comment. Thursday, September 1st, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news. Made possible when you buy earbuds and headphones using the code BBNC at tweakedaudio.com. Tropical Storm 9 is now Tropical Storm Ermine, and it's likely to be a Category 1 hurricane by the time it reaches the Gulf Coast of Florida this evening. If so, it'll be the first hurricane to hit the Sunshine State in 11 years. The storm was gaining strength as it approached the U.S. mainland this morning. More than 50 Florida counties are under a state of emergency, and schools are closed as forecasters predict as much as 20 inches of rain in some places. Ermine is expected to weaken over land but bring heavy rain to places up along the entire east coast through the Labor Day weekend. Hawaii, meanwhile, is bracing for its first hurricane since 1949. It won't be a direct hit, but Hawaii, too, is under a state of emergency, and it, too, has closed its schools. Hawaii is expecting 15 inches of rain. President Obama arrived in his birth state last night for an environmental summit, but the White House says the storm won't have any effect on the president's visit. Well, Congress is down to the last few days of its seven-week summer vacation, and just in time, by the time they've returned to Washington, the CDC says it will have run out of money for fighting the Zika virus. Congress gave it $222 million, $194 million of which has now been spent. $35 million went to Florida, which has nearly four dozen cases of mosquito-borne Zika. Quoting the head of the CDC, the cupboard is bare. The Republicans who control the Senate have scheduled a vote for the day they return to approve a little over half the money the CDC requested for an all-out win over Zika. Although Enrique Peña Nieto once called Donald Trump Hitler, Trump now says the Mexican president is a friend. Peña Nieto might disagree. In his whirlwind trip into and out of Mexico, Trump and the Mexican president discussed the wall that Trump plans to build along our southern border. Trump claims they did not discuss who would pay for it. But Peña Nieto says that's the first thing he told Trump in the meeting, that Mexico would not pay for the wall. Returning to cheering crowds, Trump said Mexico would pay through tariffs and renegotiated trade deals, quoting him, they don't know it yet, but they will. Trump came out of the meeting saying the U.S. and Mexico share common interests and that nobody benefits when human smugglers and drug traffickers prey on innocent people, commit violence, or when illegal guns and money flow from the U.S. into Mexico. Peña Nieto, who's very unpopular with his people, came out of the meeting saying it was his job to see that Mexicans everywhere are protected and treated with respect. That's a slam at Trump's reference to Mexican immigrants as rapists and drug dealers and to his disparagement of the judge in his Trump University fraud suit as Mexican. After the meeting in Mexico, Trump returned to the U.S. to try to clarify his sometimes contradictory immigration policies. His speech last night didn't clear up much. Trump told supporters all 11 million undocumented immigrants would be subject to deportation, but he said the initial focus would be on ejecting those who've broken the law here. They'll be gone on day one, said Trump, not explaining how he'd pay for the mass deportation. The Trump crowd again chanted USA and build that wall. Trump again told his supporters what they wanted to hear, changing little about his immigration policy and clarifying even less. Not everyone shares this opinion, but a lot of Americans are not happy with their choices in the upcoming presidential election. 
That part is not news. It's been that way since pollsters started keeping track decades ago, but it's never been as bad as this. A poll for ABC News and the Washington Post shows that Trump and Clinton are equally unpopular. This leaves George W. Bush's 53% unfavorability rating in the dust. Clinton's favorability rating has dropped seven points over the past three weeks thanks to some negative headlines. Trump, meanwhile, has ticked upward by 1% from three weeks ago. But the bottom line from this new poll is Clinton 59% unfavorable, Trump 60%. So call it a tie at the worst numbers in American presidential history. Clinton's unfavorable ratings are high even among her core groups. 52% of women dislike her and more than one in three liberals, never mind the Republicans' 88% disapproval. But 84% of blacks dislike Trump, 80% of Hispanics, 70% of college graduates, and 90% of Democrats. Clinton is disliked by 1% fewer of us than those who dislike Trump. In this poll, there is no cause for anyone to celebrate. North Carolina doesn't get to keep its restrictive voter ID law. Thanks to Congress's refusal to fill a Supreme Court vacancy, the court was split on the state's challenge of a ruling that declared its voter law unconstitutional. That means the lower court ruling stands and North Carolina's voter law does not. Overdoses of opioids from Vicodin to heroin put people in hospital emergency rooms a thousand times a day. Seventy-eight of those people die every day. Our nation's health department, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, is putting $53 million to work right away on our opioid problem. Long-term, HHS is looking to spend nearly a billion a year for two years to get these monkeys off our backs. The new program will target addiction in 44 states, D.C., and four Native American tribes. Eleven more states are getting methadone programs. A dozen will get grants to get down the death rate. The tribes will get misuse and abuse prevention programs, and 14 states will step up drug screening and help in reducing the death rate. The pharmacy school at the University of Maryland may be very helpful in the battle against opioid deaths. It appears they've found a painkiller as powerful as oxycodone and morphine, but without addiction and other bad side effects. The head researcher says this drug, which has worked so far in monkeys, has the potential to replace morphine as the gold standard for treating severe pain. That could help 100 million Americans. The compound, now known as BU08028, may someday be a pill with a name. But an epidemiologist at Johns Hopkins is skeptical. He says animal studies are notoriously poor at predicting clinical outcomes in humans. But the search for an addiction-free painkiller is on. When this country's most wanted terrorist was confirmed killed this week, we heard he was killed by Turkish soldiers and Kurdish soldiers backed by the U.S. The next day, Russia said it killed Abu Muhammad al-Adnani, specifically one of its bomber planes, the Su-34. The Pentagon says that makes no sense strategically or logistically. And it adds, from the start, Russia has spent most of its time propping up the Assad regime. It has not devoted much, if any, effort targeting ISIL's leadership. Quoting a mystified Pentagon spokesman, maybe it's just a misunderstanding on their part. However, it happened, Al-Adnani, the face and voice of ISIS, is dead, and that's a win for terror targets around the world, including the U.S. Japan is understandably nervous, sharing the neighborhood with an aggressive China and a maniacal North Korea. China's gobbling up as much ocean and as many islands as it can, including some Japan says it owns. 
North Korea's Kim Jong-un, meanwhile, is just crazy and increasingly well-armed. Caught between a bully and his crazy cousin, Japan is preparing to spend more money than it's ever spent on military defense. $50 million will build new submarines with powerful sonar to watch what China and North Korea are up to. It's a long barrel on wheels, an anti-aircraft gun powerful enough to bring down an airplane, and it's what the leader of North Korea used to execute a top education official and his former agriculture minister. There is no future in crossing Kim Jong-un. One of the officials who had angered Kim by nodding off in a meeting was shot with an anti-aircraft gun on corruption charges. Others have been killed for dozing off as well. Kim has now executed more than 70 government officials in less than five years, including his uncle, a former top general. Kim called his uncle a traitor of historical proportions. The president of South Korea says improving human rights conditions in North Korea cannot be put off anymore. U.S. and Chinese officials, meanwhile, plan to meet with each other soon to talk about ways to pressure North Korea to shut down its aggressive nuclear weapons program. Now in its fourth year with over three and a half million downloads, this is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. Are you hearing good? I don't mean are you hearing well, I mean what you're hearing. Is it good as in audio quality? The quality of your earbuds and headphones make a big difference in what you hear and what you don't. Having the right earbuds is good for your ears and Tweaked Audio has the right earbuds. Headphones and earbuds from tweakedaudio.com are engineered to block outside noise so you can really hear what you're listening to and really listen to what you're hearing. And the quality is impressive. So are the price and the selection and the lifetime warranty and the free worldwide shipping. Hear me and your favorite music good with earbuds and headphones from tweakedaudio.com. And if you use the code BBNC when you check out, you save an extra one-third off the already low prices and you help sustain this free daily newscast. That's BBNC when you check out at tweakedaudio.com. Some folks in Maine have wondered about this for a while, but now the concern is more widespread. Does Maine's governor have a mental illness? Republican Paul LePage has never been shy, but he scored a new personal worst this week when he left an obscene voicemail for a state lawmaker who'd called him a racist. Before that, LePage had again connected the state's drug crime problem to blacks and Hispanics, calling them the enemy. Asked about that voicemail, LePage later told reporters he wanted to challenge the lawmaker to a duel and point a gun, quote, right between the eyes. This week, LePage was still ranting, but within six hours' time in one day, he went from indicating he might resign to saying he was there to stay for the two years remaining on his term. Quoting the state's Senate minority leader, most of Maine has no idea if what he says this morning is going to stick this afternoon. He continued, it illustrates he's unfit and that his judgment and ability to lead a state have been jeopardized. A state senator from LePage's own Republican Party said, quote, I do not know whether it's due to substance abuse, mental illness, or just ignorance. Things definitely appear to be out of control. I never thought this day would come in my lifetime. Those are the words of the co-pilot just before his plane took off for Cuba, the first commercial U.S. flight to go there since 1961. That co-pilot, Frank Barreras, has a father who was on one of the last flights from Cuba to here back in 61. The CEO of JetBlue, which got the honor, said, our crew members wanted to be first in Cuba. Our elephants are dying fast. A new conservation survey shows the number of elephants in Africa is shrinking by about 8% a year. 
elephant herds in the savannah have lost nearly a third of their numbers. That's the word from the University of Massachusetts and a dozen other scientists who studied 15 African nations for two years. Their conclusion? That unless we stop the trading of ivory, savannah elephants could disappear. From our Things We Wish Would Happen department, in Ontario, a woman found a voicemail saying that if she didn't pay her back taxes immediately, she'd be arrested by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Don Belmonte had heard about this scam, similar to one widely used in the U.S., so Don did what we amateurs should never do. She returned the call, but gave a fake name, calling herself Marissa Silvera. The man on the line again threatened her, saying she should borrow money if she had to and pawn her belongings. And then Don, I mean Marissa, began to cry, acting. She told the man her husband was already in jail for tax evasion and hung up. When the man called her back, he said she only had to pay part of the money because he felt sorry for her. That's when Don started recording the call. Quoting the man from that recording, No need to cry. Do not worry about anything, because what I have told you is totally wrong. This is a scam, and I was just trying to take money out of you, okay? Maria thanked the man and ended the call and then called police, who told her they can do nothing, not even with the recorded confession, because the caller had used a fake number on her caller ID. So Dawn's victory over the phone scammers didn't last long. She's getting the calls again. And finally, the pig was kind of a mess running around during rush hour traffic, according to Lieutenant Joseph Egan of the Maryland Heights, Missouri Police Department. A motorist had flagged him down to report a pig in distress. Later, police proudly posted pig pictures, photos of them cornering the little pig and enclosing it in a blanket. A visit to the vet treated the road rash, and the piglet was returned to its owner, who'd tried to keep it as a pet. The pig was scared, says Lieutenant Egan. The soft blanket helped calm him down. Yes, it was a pig in a blanket. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thank you for listening, and thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comments. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. The preceding presentation was brought to you by... The Realm Network.